Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Gerhard. I'm your host. I'm the founder of the free walking tour and your guide to Salzburg. Salzburg Card allows you admission to most of the attractions in Salzburg at a fixed price. There are 24-hour, 48-hour and 72-hour Salzburg cards. Allowing you free admission within those time frames, you can visit all the museums, head out to Helbrunn Palace where the trick fountains are, you can take a river cruise and you can take a cable car to the peak of Untersberg Mountain. The Salzburg card also includes buses to these places and public transport in the city. City center, however, is walkable and you will only need bus number 25 for the cable car and for Hellbrunn. Now, is the Salzburg card worth buying? That's what we're going to discuss in this episode. Welcome to Salzburg. My name is Gerhard. I am the founder of the Free Walking Tour Salzburg. And the goal with this podcast is to introduce you to Salzburg. Last time we talked about the museums, this episode will be slightly repetitive because we are also going to hear about the museums. That's what the card is best for, but it's more focused on the card. And at the end of the episode, I will tell you how to best use a Salzburg card to see the most. Provided you have time and you want to visit at least two attractions, it is worth to buy the Salzburg card. It is the best deal you can get and by far the best city card I have ever seen anywhere. Right now it's 29 euros for a 24 hour card. From May until November it's 26 euros. If you only visit the fortress and Mozart's birthplace, you're almost there. So you get lots of extra entrance fees if you get the card instead of paying single tickets. Furthermore, you can skip the lines by just scanning your card. Is the Salzburg card really worth buying? Well, the Unterspeck cable car, for example, is 25 euros for a return ticket. It's included in the 29 euro Salzburg card and the card also includes bus number 25 to get there. That means that even if you only do the cable car, it's cheaper to get the card than paying for the cable car and for the bus. With the card, however, you also visit Helbrunn Palace, the Trick Fountains, the Salzburg Zoo. These are on the way of bus number 25. And then you get back to the city and take the funicular to the fortress, visit Mozart's birthplace and the Mozart residence, the Salzburg Museum and Domquartier, take a tour in the concert hall, take an elevator up the Museum of Modern Art and a cruise ship along the Salzach River. All for the same price the cable car would otherwise cost without the card. That sounds too good to be true, right? It sounds like I'm advertising the card, right? Well, I'm not. I'm just a fan of it and I would recommend it to everyone. I want you to buy a Salzburg card to make the most out of your stay in Salzburg. Now, when should you not buy a Salzburg card? You should not buy a Salzburg card if you don't have time because you already have other plans. If you only spend a few hours in the city, for example, or only spend one day, or also if you don't want to spend any money at all, it's perfectly fine to walk Salzburg for a few hours to see the main sites. And even if you stay for days, you can still find things to do for free. There is nothing wrong with that. The city is small and there is enough to see entering none of the paid sites. If you only do one thing, make it the Salzburg Fortress. And if you only do the fortress, you don't need the card. 
If you don't want to pay for the fortress either, you can visit after closing time, I'm also a fan of that. There will be a future episode about free things to do in Salzburg and there is an article on the free walking tour, you find those in the show notes. That's where you find information about how to visit the fortress for free. Now if you pay for the fortress and one more activity and you have a little extra time, it's again already worth getting the card. Think about it. What does the Salzburg card include exactly? The Salzburg card includes all of the highlights of the city. In this episode, I will give you a list of things to do with the Salzburg card from the most recommended to the least recommended. This list changes according to interests and with a 72 hour card, you have more time to even do some off the beaten path things that are included in the Salzburg card. In this episode, I assume that your time is limited and I don't include all of the things there are. You will get a list when you buy the Salzburg card. Now, number one, as I mentioned, my number one favorite site in Salzburg, favorite paid site, is the Hohen Salzburg Fortress. If you only visit one site, make it this one. The view is spectacular from the old town of Salzburg. You can't see the Alps, but when you're up on the mountain on the fortress, you not only see the city from above, but from the southern side of the fortress, you have an impressive panoramic view of the Alps in the south. There are museums like a string puppet museum inside the fortress, the fortress museum itself, the Rainer Military Museum, an audio guided tour that takes you to one of the towers of the fortress, the highest point, a restaurant, and there are several viewpoints. You can spend a while at the fortress and you should visit the museums, especially the audio guided one, because that's the only way to get to the highest point. However, it's mainly about the view in my opinion. If you want to get into the fortress without visiting the museums and without a Salzburg card, there will be a future episode. The state rooms, if you visit the fortress after 11 a.m., require an extra entrance fee. My recommendation is to skip them, but if you want to see them, go before 11 a.m. or pay the extra few euros. With the Salzburg card, you can skip the line at the funicular by just scanning your card. The audio guided tour to the tower is also included in the card. Now site number two is one I mentioned already, the Untersberg cable car. This activity alone makes it worth getting the Salzburg card. The cable car would cost you 25 euros without the card. Bus number 25 from Mirabel takes you to the cable car. It's included in the card and its last stop is right in front of the cable car. Buses run every 20 minutes and stop right in front of the cable car, so it's easy, as easy as it could get. The cable car takes you up to 1,776 meters, 5,826 feet above ground. If the conditions are right, you can see to the other side of the Lake District and far into Germany, there are two restaurants on top with good Austrian food. There is an easy 30 minutes hike to the top of the mountain. On the Austrian side, the Salzburger Hochthron with almost 2,000 meters, even if not required because it's straightforward, there will be an episode in the future about how to exactly get to the Untersberg cable car and there is an article again on the free walking tour blog. Now with the Salzburg card, you can skip the line at the cable car by just scanning the card. Know that there is maintenance work twice a year, once in spring and once in autumn, and that the cable car is closed during these times. So you should check their website beforehand to make sure that they're open. Now site number three you will want to visit with the Salzburg card is Hellbrunn Palace and the Trick Fountains. 
and optionally maybe also the zoo and the folklore museum. Hellbrunn Palace and the Creek Fountains are on the same bus as the cable car on bus number 25. For efficiency, I would recommend you visit Hellbrunn on your way back or on your way to the cable car. More on the efficient use of a Salzburg card later on. The Trick Fountains are only open in summer. A visit to Hellbrunn, however, is also recommended in winter because there might be the Christmas market, like from the end of November until the end of December. And a visit to Hellbrunn is anyway recommended because it's a pretty area. The Salzburg card includes the guided tour you need to access the Trick Fountains. Until a while ago, I thought the Trick Fountains are only for children until I visited them for the first time. They have a fascinating history and they're a lot of fun. You have to join a guided tour to access the fountains. Their guides are knowledgeable and entertaining. By the way, be prepared to get wet. There is no way to predict where the water is coming from. The museum in the castle of Helpon is good. You get an audio guide and get to understand what the castle is about. Don't miss out on that either. The museum is also open in winter. Furthermore, there is a park you should look at. In the park, there is a folklore museum, the yellow small building on top of the hill. On the other side of the hill, there is also the Salzburg Zoo. The Salzburg Zoo and the folklore museum are optional, I would say. If you go to the folklore museum, you can also take some extra time, go up the stairs right next to the museum and get a great view all the way to Salzburg. Now, number four, the concert hall tour. Concert hall tour is a guided tour and the only way to get into the concert hall. There is only one of those tours a day at 2 p.m. at the moment in English. The Salzburg Festival is one of the main topics in Salzburg. However, without explanation, you won't notice much of it. The tour is included and the guides are fantastic. You will get to see the old summer horse riding school from the inside. That's once where one scene from The Sound of Music was filmed. You also get to see either the big or the small concert hall and learn a lot about the festival and 50-minute tour. You get to either see the big or the small concert hall and learn a lot in those 50 minutes. Everyone should join one of these tours when it is anyway included in the card. The card includes the guided tour, the only way to see the concert hall without attending a concert. And for most of the year, there are not even concerts. The concerts are mainly in summer. Now, site number five you should visit with the Salzburg card is Mozart's birthplace. The birthplace of Mozart is one of the main sites in Salzburg. Seeing it from the outside while strolling through Getreidegasse is perfectly fine if you're not interested in Mozart's history. It's mainly information. There is no original furniture. There are some original paintings and some leftovers in the high season many people visit. But you already know the deal. It's included in the Salzburg card, so you want to do it anyway. If you would like to know more about the birthplace, there will be a future episode and there is an article on the free walking tour blog. They will be linked in the show notes. Now, another Mozart place, another museum is the Mozart residence. Mozart's residence, Mozart Wohnhaus, is similar to Mozart's birthplace. The history of the house, however, is fascinating. Half of it got damaged during the Second World War and was only rebuilt in 1996. In 1996, a Japanese insurance company mainly financed the reconstruction. Between the Mozart One House sign and the Austrian flag, you can see a white line. That's where the original house ends 
and the reconstruction starts. Otherwise, there are letters the Mozart family wrote, pieces of Mozart instruments and other legacies. Go there with the card. It's free. Now, number seven, number seven, Domquartier is my favorite history museum in Salzburg besides the Salzburg Museum itself. It opened in 2014 only. Together with the Salzburg Museum, it's the main place to learn about Salzburg's history. With Domquartier, it's worth visiting even if you're not into museums. Your walk begins in the old residence, but leads from the state rooms to parts of the cathedral that would otherwise not be accessible. It leads you to the Western Gallery, where the big organ is, and from there to parts of St. Peter's Monastery before you get back into the old residence. So even if you're not into museums, go there and walk between the buildings. The audio guide in Domquartier is included in the Salzburg card as well. It's especially nice to explore the state rooms and learn about the art on the ceiling, about Greek and Roman mythology, and about Alexander the Great. Site number eight is the Salzburg Museum and the Panorama Museum. The Salzburg Museum is equally worth visiting as Domquartier. Maybe you remember from the last episode, the Salzburg Museum was the first history museum in Salzburg. There is an audio guide as well. And if you want to go deep, borrow it and take your time. One more thing is the panorama. It has a separate entrance, so make sure not to miss the panorama museum. The panorama painting shows you Salzburg and its surroundings from 1829 in a 25-meter long and 5-meter high 360-degree painting with a view from the fortress. What's fascinating about this painting is its history. There were no photographs yet at that time, and the painter, after finishing, took his art in a horse carriage and toured Europe for 10 years. That's how he introduced Salzburg to the rest of the world. Now, number nine was once the Sound of Music World that I would recommend with the Salzburg card, but the Sound of Music World was closed in 2020 due to a lack of international tourists. You might have heard that Austrians don't really care about the Sound of Music. Site number 10 included in the Salzburg card are the catacombs. The catacombs are at St. Peter's Cemetery. I would also recommend them because you will want to visit the cemetery at some point anyway. And again, the catacombs are free with the Salzburg card. Number 11 is the river cruise. It's not a must at all, but the river cruise is fun. The captain is very engaging and entertaining, at least when I was there. When you get back to the old town, the boat dances to the waltz. During the ride, you get some information. However, Salzburg is small and you're out of town in no time. There is not a lot to see along the river, but again, it's free with the card. It's fun. And if you don't have other plans, just go for it. The card includes the ticket for the cruise. You should get your ticket for the boat before you get there. More on that a little later when we talk about the most efficient use of the Salzburg card. Site number 11 is the Mönchsberg lift, the elevator up to Mönchsberg and to the Museum of Modern Art. I don't consider the Museum of Modern Art a must at all, but the elevator is terrific because the stunning view from the top. If you like modern art, visit the museum if you just want to take a picture or enjoy the night view, just take the elevator. 
The viewpoint is one of the best in the city, and the way to get there couldn't be easier. There is also a future episode coming about modern art in Salzburg, and there is an article again on the Free Walking Tour website. You'll find links in the show notes as always. Now, site number 13, Haus der Natur, the Natural Science Museum of Salzburg. The Haus der Natur, the Natural Science Museum, is especially nice for children. It's also nice because it's old and has a long tradition. It's from like the beginning of the 20th century, almost a hundred years old. When I was a child, some parts of the museum were already the way they are nowadays. But they also added modern elements like the science center, for example. I wouldn't consider the museum a must, but if you're traveling with children, or if you have enough time in the city and the Salzburg card, the museum is certainly recommended. I like it very much. Now, when can you skip the line with the Salzburg card? Where are tours included? Whenever you have to take a tour to enter a place like in Hellbrunn or the concert hall, the tour is included. Fast track entry is included in all the places where it's necessary. The funicular to the fortress is the only place that gets crowded enough to wait in line for. And there you just scan your card and go. Don't worry about these things too much. Once you have a schedule, you can go on autopilot. There are 20% discounts for tours and other activities. You can find those discounts on the backside of the brochure. However, they're not worth considering. They're also only valid during the time the Salzburg card is valid. And you have a lot of time to do things for free. So I would recommend sticking to those. Except maybe if you get a 72-hour card and you manage to do everything before and are planning to, for example, take a Sound of Music tour anyway, you can consider applying the 20% discount with your extra time. Another possibility would be to try to purchase the ticket for whatever activity you're up to while your Salzburg card is valid, even if the time of the activity is later. If you want to make sure, maybe just talk to the provider of the activity you want to indulge in. And if it's okay that your Salzburg card will be expired by the time you go on the activity. And it's worth mentioning that it is up to the service provider if they accept your card for discounts after expiration. Just don't use it for discount activities during the time you have all these free things to do. Now, which public transport is included in the Salzburg card? The Salzburg card includes no trains and doesn't include buses for day trips. It includes buses in the city center, but you do not need buses in the city center. The only bus that include, that's included and necessary is bus number 25 to the Untersberg cable car and to help on Palace. The cable car is a must if it's open, and if you have the Salzburg card and Heilbronn is also on the way, you should also visit Heilbronn. Other recommended sites included in the Salzburg card are within walking distance. There are exceptions like the Stiegel Brewery and Hunger 7, which you might want to check out, but they depend on personal interests and are not for everyone. For more information on public transport, there will be a future episode, and there is an article on the free walking tour blog again, you will find them linked in the show notes. How much does a Salzburg card cost? Now the prices in 2020 for adults and for children were 26 and 13 euros. So half price for children for 48 hours, 34 euros and 17 euros. For 72 hours, it's 39 euros or 19.50. So it's always exactly half price for children. And you can see that 
the 48-hour card compared to the 24 and the 72-hour card compared to the other cards is not that much more expensive, so it's worth considering. In summer, the prices are more expensive. Instead of 26 euros, it's 29 euros for a 24-hour card. For the 48-hour card, it's 38 in summer. And for the 72-hour card, it's 44 euros in summer. And as you can see, the 72-hour card is only a few euros more than, for example, the 48-hour card. So it's worth if you have more time. Now let's do the math. How much money can you save on a 24-hour Salzburg card in summer 2021? Now the Untersberg cable car is 25 euros. A day ticket for the bus is around 6 euros. The Hohen Salzburg Fortress is like 13 or 16 euros. The Helbrunn Palace and the Trick Fountains are like 12, 13 euros. Domquartier is 13 euros. The Festival Hall Tour is 7 euros. Mozart houses combined are 18 euros. Mönchsberg Elevator is 4 euros. The Salzach Cruise is 15 euros and the Salzburg Museum is 9 euros. So that would be a total of 120, 130 euros. Please notice that those prices might increase over the years, but also the price for the Salzburg card will likely increase. So if you manage to do all these things, you can save like 100 euros. And I only include the things I consider essential to do with the Salzburg card, not the Museum of Modern Art, for example, not the Natural Science Museum, and not the Stiegel Brewery and other things. With a 48-hour Salzburg card, you could include all of these other sites and save even more. There is no student discount on the Salzburg cards, but tickets for children up to the age of 15 are half price, as I mentioned. You might have to go to the tourist information to get those children's cards. I worked for a hostel for 10 years and we never had children cards on offer. Children under the age of six get free admission to all the museums anyway. Now, where do you buy a Salzburg card? If you're joining one of my free walking tours in Salzburg, you can ask me or your other guide for a card. If it's me, I have a 24 hour card in my backpack, but we are all independent and others might not. We end the tour, however, at Mozart Square every time. And Mozart Square is where the tourist information are. Salzburg cards are the same price every time and everywhere. So it doesn't really matter where you buy. Don't buy the Salzburg card online. There is no reason for that. Your hotel probably has Salzburg cards at the reception. If you buy online, you will probably have to get to go and pick up the Salzburg card anyway. Prices are the same everywhere. So it doesn't matter if you get them from the hotel or from the tourist information. The hotel might be most convenient if they have what you need, but the tourist information has all the cards, including children's cards. Also, the card activates when you use it for the first time. So it doesn't matter when you buy the card. Some hotels only have 24-hour cards. In that case, you go to the tourist information, either at Mozart Square or at the train station. If you already know you will get the card, Buy it when you arrive at the train station. This way, you can use it early in the morning the next day when going to the cable car. Now, should you get 24 or 48 hours? If you have time to go for the 48-hour card, you should take it. 24-hour Salzburg cards are fine if you don't have much time, but you will have to skip some sites. You will have to plan better. The 48-hour cards only cost like 9 euros more than the 24-hour card, so it is worth it if you have two days 
and you have planned nothing for your second day in Salzburg. Salzburg card includes the entrance fees to all of the attractions in the city as well as the cable car to Untersberg. In case time doesn't matter for you, in case you're staying for many days, you can also get the 72-hour card. If time matters, however, rather than getting the 72-hour card, I would plan to see as much as possible within the 48-hour time frame. Instead of spending three days with the Salzburg card, you should listen to the episode about day trips from Salzburg and take one of these day trips on your third day. How to activate the card? To validate the Salzburg card, you have to fill in the fields on the back and use the card. The card activates once the museum scans it. The reason you need to write your name, the date and the time on the back of the card is because the buses don't have a scanner. The card is not transferable, it's on your name. But there is a way to get free transport even with an expired card, but I will not point that out here. You will have to find out for yourself. How long is the Salzburg card valid? Well, I mentioned often the card is valid for 24, 48 or 72 hours from the moment you activate it to the same time the next day or the day after tomorrow or even the day after that. So it doesn't matter when you activate the card. It will not expire at the end of the day. Can you use the Salzburg card to go to Hallstatt? No. However, you get a 20% discount for the Hallstatt salt mines but it's still not worth getting the card because it takes an entire day to go to Hallstatt. Don't get a Salzburg card if you're planning to go to Hallstatt or any other day trip for that matter. Salzburg card doesn't include transport to any places outside of the city and doesn't include attractions at these day trip destinations, but only discounts. If you want to go to Hallstatt, there is also an episode on that. And there is an article on the free walking tour blog, again, linked in the show notes. Now, does the Salzburg card include the Sound of Music tour? No, the Salzburg card doesn't include the Sound of Music tour. But if you're really into the movie and want to join the tour, there will be an article and an episode on that as well, linked in the show notes once it's released. There is also Salzburg Land card. What Salzburg Land? Salzburg Land is the province of Salzburg. Salzburg is a state and the capital city of the state. For those of you staying in Salzburg and its surroundings for at least a week, the Salzburg Land card is interesting. Land means the state of Salzburg. The Salzburg Land card covers attractions all over the state of Salzburg. Attractions like spas, cable cars and fortresses that would otherwise be expensive for a fixed price. You can get that card for either 6 or 12 days and save lots of money if you plan well. Furthermore, you can choose if you want the 24-hour Salzburg card included in the Salzburg Land card or if you want to include the toll for the Großglockner High Alpine Street. I would go for the 24-hour Salzburg card. The toll for the High Alpine Road is $36.50 per car at the moment. So if you're at least two persons, the toll is cheaper than the Salzburg card. And you will want to explore the city and its sites on one day during your stay anyways. For more on the topic of the Salzburg Land card, I would recommend to visit the Salzburg Land card website, also linked in the show notes. Now let's get into the perfect plan to use your Salzburg card most efficiently. I have been working in a hostel for, for like almost 10 years 
and advising tourists every day how to use a Salzburg card. If you have a 48-hour or a 72-hour card and enough time, you're not on a tight schedule and you can roam around as free as you want. With a 24-hour Salzburg card, however, and only one or two nights in Salzburg, you might want to make the most out of it. Here I'm giving you instructions, a strategy on how to do that. Now, step one. Step one is heading out to the cable car in the morning. Bus number 25 gets you to the cable car, as I mentioned. Get bus number 25 before 8 a.m. to catch the first cable car. The first cable car in summer is at 8.30 a.m. and in winter at 9 a.m. Most museums open at 9 a.m., but the buses already run earlier than that. That's why the cable car is the first activity you want to do to maximize your time. Step number two, layover in Hellbrunn. On the way back from the cable car, get off the stop called Salzburg Schloss Hellbrunn to go to the castle and visit the trick fountains. Optional if you visit the zoo, which I only recommend with a 48-hour or a 72-hour card with kids or because you're interested in zoos, get off the stop earlier at Zoo Salzburg. It's the same place as the castle, so from the zoo you just walk over to the castle once you're done. And there is also Monatsschlössel. Monatsschlössel is completely optional and should only be visited if you have enough time. Step number three, you come back to the city and to the right side of the river. When you come back by bus from Helpon, the bus gets you to the right side of the river Get off at the stop called Theatergasse to visit Mozart's residence. Theatergasse stop is right next to Mozart's residence. And that's the only place included in the Salzburg card on the right side of the river. Now, step number four, buy your ticket for the boat, but don't yet take the ride. You cross the river via Markertsteg, the lock bridge of Salzburg. On the other side of Markertsteg, there is the river cruise harbor. And on the right side, there is the boat dock. You don't take the boat yet, but you reserve your ticket. In summer, you want to make sure you have a place on the boat booked. Pick the latest time possible. Museums are going to be closed after 5 p.m., but the boat is still going until like 8 p.m. if it's July or August. Now, step number five, the actual old town, depending on your time, you either visit Mozart's birthplace in Getreidegasse or you head straight to the concert hall to catch the 2 p.m. guided tour. If you need to take the 2 p.m. tour before, come back afterwards to check out the birthplace. If you are already in a hurry to take the 2 p.m. tour, come back later and check out the birthplace of Mozart. Now, step number six, Step number six, it's time to take some decisions. You cannot do all of the attractions in 24 hours. After the concert hall in Mozart's birthplace, you therefore have the choice between the Salzburg Museum and Domquartier, the two main historical museums, which I like very much. Or you could visit some smaller places like the catacombs or the Christmas Museum. I would go with the two first ones, the history museums. You can also try to spend minimum time in each of the places and just do them all. They are all free and included with the Salzburg card. Now, step number seven, the best for last, the fortress. As I said before, the fortress is my favorite site in Salzburg, my favorite paid attraction. If there is only one site you visit, make sure it is the fortress. 
I would do it last, probably before the river cruise, also because it stays open longer than other museums. And even if it closes, you can just stay inside the fortress. Only the museums close, not the fortress itself. This last part very much depends on the season. In winter, the museums inside the fortress also close at 5 p.m. So it doesn't make much of a difference. But in summer, they close at 7 p.m. And you can go there after everything else is closed. Now, step number eight, the last river cruise in summer runs at 8 p.m., as I mentioned. So ideally, you have a ticket for the 8 p.m. river cruise and enjoy the ride. After that, you could still go to the Mönchsberg Aufzug, the Mönchsberg Elevator, the elevator up to the Museum of Modern Art. The museum will be closed by then, but the elevator operates until 9 p.m. or 11 p.m., depending on the time of the year. The top of Mönchsberg is one of the best places to enjoy the night view. So give it a try if you still have energy left. It only takes 30 seconds by elevator and the elevator is right in the center of the city. Now, is there a difference between using the Salzburg card in higher and low season? As I mentioned before, the plan, in particular the end of your busy Salzburg day schedule, depends very much on the season. In summer, you can fit in more places than in winter because the fortress and the river cruise are possible later in the day. The things I include in this episode also don't include all the sites included in the card. It only consists of the sites I love the most. It might vary from person to person. It only includes mainstream sites here. What if you arrive in Salzburg at noon and want to start right away? That, in my opinion, is even better. If you start in the afternoon or at around noon, the cards are valid for 24 hours from the moment you activate them. It will be less exhausting for you to start at noon and make it for two half days. But the plan for most efficient use doesn't change. You still take the bus, the cable car in the early morning, but then it's the next day. I hope this guide is helpful to you. If you have any further questions, if anything is unclear, or if you have any feedback for me, please don't hesitate to send me a message. You can contact me on WhatsApp, you can contact me per email. If you visit Salzburg, you can book one of my tours to meet me in person. The tours are tip-based. If you liked this episode, I would be happy if you rate our podcast. Music.